if you're just joining us, you're throwing your favorite podcast in the chat. We have all kinds of podcasts. If you don't listen to podcasts, you just found yourself about 40 uh, that you can go subscribe to. So, um, And as a reminder, by the way, guys, you can subscribe to this one through uh, Apple or Google. So just go to your uh, just go to your podcast and you'll find us under Fairway Ignite Connect. Fairway Ignite Connect. And you can actually subscribe to this one and then you will get an alert every time that we do this uh, we do this podcast. And you can listen to us in the car or wherever. So, uh, an, an interesting, interesting fact is a lot of people will listen more than once because there is really so much content. Every time you listen, you're kind of in a different space and you'll pick up on something that really hits for that day. So we just, we, we'd love to have you. Oh yeah. Recommendation list of the podcast. Great ideas, Michelle. Yeah, yep. absolutely. We can, we can send yeah, out the chat after this. That, yeah. that should be Ray. We can do that. Right. We can send out the chat. All right. He said, yes. So he says thumbs up. We are one minute after the hour, everybody. Welcome to the Fairway Ignite podcast. It is great to have you. This is going to be open to everybody in Ignite uh, through the end of the year. So you guys, uh, we're, we're so excited to have you. Um, do have a couple announcements. Uh, reminder, if you're just now joining us, we are putting the, your favorite podcast in the chat. Uh, Michelle had a great idea. We will send out the uh, we'll send out the the chat log after this, so you can see you can have a list of those. Um, we have some amazing guests, um, as always. Kathy Fitzpatrick is going to be um, our MC. She does an awesome job. But before we get to that, I've got some stuff for y'all. Um, total business blueprint. This is like what our forty if total total business blueprint that we've done. Um, every number six. We, we Give or take. <laughs> we fill this thing up. Uh, and people get so much out of it that we have to keep doing it again. We get so many requests to do it again. It's getting darn close to filling up. So if you want to sign up for Total Business Blueprint, please do. Uh, DJ, give us the Reader's Digest of what they're going to get in Total Business Blueprint. 30, 45 seconds. Go. It is a, a breakdown of every single step of the loan process from intake all the way to post-closing uh, to help you systemize your business so that you can deliver the exact same loan experience to every single person you do a loan for consistently. The same emails, same text messages, same voicemails, same phone calls, same everything. And to get you started, I share everything that I do. Um, so if you got nothing and you come into this, like I don't have any, that's fine. We'll give you something. You get what I do as a starting sort of platform that you can take and personalize. But the goal is to create a conveyor belt philosophy for how you do loans. Awesome. And you're so good at it, dude. You're so good at it. So uh, we have found that, and I am this way too, the most top producers, you got to have a system, right? If you don't have a system, uh, you're, you're, um, you're, you're doing willy-nilly and, and you can get so much better and, and so much more efficient with systems. And, and that's what it's all about. So Total Business Blueprint, that is that link is in the chat if you would like to sign up. Again, uh, this is like our 400th one of these because uh, it is so amazing and people keep coming back. Um, again, uh, this podcast is now open to everybody, right? This is part of our base version in Ignite. This is going to be opened. Uh, the, the podcast will be open to everybody through the end of the year. If you do want to sign up for Ignite, the base version is only 99 bucks to you a month, 99 to you a month. You get the calls, you get the emails, you get the materials, you get the everything. There's so much that we have to offer. It's only 99 bucks for the base version. Uh, reach out to me directly if you want to sign up. Austin L at fairwaymc.com. Austin L at fairwaymc.com. Um, for those that are in Ignite on this call, I want to remind you that we are, and you're going to keep playing. If you're going to keep playing and you're in Ignite, we are doing a cocktail hour for you guys. Um, we're going to get you more dates on that. It'll be fun. You get to network with everybody. I see Mike. He likes beers. He's told me that before. So uh, maybe you and I will have one. Uh, the we're gonna we're gonna come up with a name for the cocktail hour. It was gonna be Kegger with Austin or something. We're gonna do something fun like that. Uh, so cocktail hour at Key Plain, and then very last, I did want to announce that uh, uh, um, Sean Parnell is gonna be our newest coach in Ignite. Sean Parnell, newest Fairway Ignite coach. Um, we are starting a uh, we're starting a list for him. So uh, this one is I mean not even joking. Like people have come out of the woodwork. Uh, they want to be coached by Sean. Sean ran me down his resume. Obviously, I've seen all the uh, AWIs. I've been, I've met with him. I've done dinners. And he ran down his resume. I had no idea some of the stuff he had done. Uh, advisor to two different presidents. Um, he's, um, 
uh, he's, he's coaching CEOs right now in other industries, just some amazing stuff. Um, and he's going to be a full-time Ignite coach starting October 1st. How cool is that? Um, and uh, that is what I got. So Kathy Fitzpatrick, uh, who do we have today on our call? And what are we doing? So excited. So um, we have the opportunity to chat with William Dawes. And and, and realistically, the, the idea of systems does not sound exciting, but think about how comforting it is to you. And I know it's not the best example, but it works. When, you, when you're driving across the country and you only have a few minutes to eat and you pop into a McDonald's, you absolutely know that every quarter pounder is going to have exactly the same number of pickles, the same number of onions, the French fries are going to be the same. And that's the equivalent of what we want to create around the mortgage experience. Is, is that pretty accurate, William? Yeah, I think that, that comes from Michael Gerber. Good job. Yes, the email. Uh, where he talks <laughs> about, you know, having that perfect system. McDonald's is the quintessential because he made something that a teenager can stand in front of in every nation across the world and pump out the same fries, the same burgers, the same everything, which is amazing, right? Like that's up here. I'm still an amateur at this stuff, uh, but it's, that's, the goal. that's the goal. That is the goal. And, and the interesting part of that is that, um, as you mentioned, if the teenager's having a bad day or the teenager doesn't come in and you got to substitute another teenager, the French fries still come out the same, right? The burger comes out the same. And I think if we could all get our heads around doing that, you said something that I thought was really interesting and I'm hoping you'll expound upon it. And that was the fact that we always fall to the level of our systems. We can't outgrow the strength of our systems. So it kind of explained that theory. Well, let's stick with McDonald's for a minute. What if the McDonald's in your local community could only ever serve 10 burgers. That was it. It's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous to even think about or talk about. They have built a system that's infinitely scalable. How many burgers can they serve? As many as you want. How many fries can they serve? As many as you want, right? Well, I learned this the hard way that uh, I was really solidly doing like four or five loans a month. And one month I did 14 loans and I, I felt like the world was going to end. I was like, I never want to do 14 loans ever again. That was terrible. No way. And what I didn't realize was I broke the machine. The machine was only built to do five. I put it, I pumped out 14. It redlined. The wheels were falling off. The transmission was blown. That thing was done when I was done doing that month of 14. And what I learned was that, that it, we, we, we fall to the level of the system that we've built. If you only built something that's, that's able to do four or five loans a month, yeah, sure, you'll have a one-off where you do more, but you're gonna come back to that comfort zone of that four or five. Um, so it's, it's not that you don't wanna do 14, right? We all wanna do more, right? It's that the system that you've built isn't built to, to overcome that. Now, Rory Vaden's got a good quote for this. Uh, he just says a company can never outgrow the strength of its systems, right? Um, I say the, I say we will always fall to the level of our systems because we always want to do more, uh, but we end up down here for some reason and we can't figure it out. And it's because the machine uh, isn't built to do that much. And a part of that too, I imagine, is the output. You know, you talk about the products, how how your how your clients felt in that month when the wheels were falling off and the engine was overheating. Probably not the best experience. Those were not five star review experiences. <laughs> they were not. No, like being truly transparent. Uh, this at this point, I was so anti systems. Like I tend to be rebellious in my nature anyways. If you tell me to do something, my first inclination is to do the opposite. Sorry, vulnerable. Uh, so I've had to fight this my whole life. And everybody always said systems, you got to systemize. And it sounded like I was going to make my business robotic. It sounded like I was like my, it all depends on me. If I'm not here and I'm not in this seat, surely my business is going to completely fail. Right. And um, I slowly over time, I started realizing that I was sending the same emails over and over again and answering the same questions over and over again. Uh, and the one that gets all of us, I think maybe is, is when do I get the keys? Um, like question number five at the end of the day, when they're asking you, when do I get the keys? And you've already answered this four times today. Yeah. 
I'm not like as wonderfully buoyant and nice on the fifth one as I was the first time I was asked. Uh, and I started to realize that I was instilling too much of my own reactions into my responses. I was reacting to the question rather than giving my A-game response. Um, and this was the beginning of systems for me. I was like, oh, I can create this beautiful thing, this email, this text, whatever it is. And anytime I get asked this question, I don't have to react. I could say, hey, you know what? I've got a perfect text message that'll answer this question for you. Can you give me just two seconds and I'll text that to you? And if it doesn't answer your question, call me right back. I can say that without having any emotional reaction to them saying, when do I get the keys? Um, better than I can answer the question of when do I get the keys 14 times. That was the beginning of systems for me, right? The beginning was understanding that I would come into work some days and not be on my A game. Uh, and, and, and systems don't have good days or bad days. It doesn't matter if I'm uh, hungover or not on my A game or my kids kept me up all night. None of that matters because the system is going to perform the way it performs every single day. That's when I was like, oh, it's freeing. Systems aren't a jail. Every iteration of me thought systems were a jail. It's a prison. You're never going to put me in a system, right? And um, then I realized that, no, actually, by having this stuff, I was free, uh, which is, if, if you're like me, if you're thinking systems sound like a prison, it, that yes, it's okay to think that way. Just allow a couple of these things to, to work into your rhythm, um, and slowly that opinion of what systems are will change for you. You know what I loved a, a couple points you made about systems, William, and one of it was about how when when there's a breakdown in the system, it depersonalizes it, and everyone looks to the system other than to the people. So instead of everyone attacking each other, they go, "Oh, the system broke down." So let's look at that component, and it, it sort of um, removes a lot of the emotion around when things don't go well. Can you expound upon that? I mean, I started in the business with my mom. Mom uh, is still an employee of Fairway. She's 83 years old. Um, and, and she's been in the business since the mid-90s. And when I started, there was no such thing as an LOA. But I was an LOA. And where our desks were across the room from each other. And I'm going to talk fast because I don't want this story to take up the whole time. Ready? Here we go. Sat across the room from each other. I could hear her phone conversations. She could hear mine. And clients would call on the phone and say something to me. And they would go, well, Carol told me this. And I would listen to them and go, you know, Carol's my mom, right? And all of a sudden, they would backpedal and go, oh, maybe I didn't hear that. Or maybe it was somebody else I talked to. Or maybe whatever it was. And I realized at that moment that if people were trying to pin me and my mom against each other, us, that they're going to try to pin me and anybody that works for me against each other. And I had to build a barrier of protection around my business after mom wasn't physically present in the office every single day. So that if anybody ever told me that one of my assistants said something, I know for a fact that this is not a part of the machine that they sit in front of and they will never say that. I'm an unlicensed person, she'll never quote an interest rate. If somebody says, she told me this was your rate, I immediately know that, that they're talking to multiple lenders, that uh, they must have misunderstood what somebody else says. And I'm able to protect my team. It's all about protection. Jake does this so well on a corporate level. I wanna do it on my individual level with my team. I have to never question them or their integrity or their ethics or their morals. I have to always have their back. The only way I can guarantee to do that is if I have a system that they know they're sitting in front of a machine that operates beautifully and all they have to do is make sure the machine works and I can protect them if somebody says they said something that I know is not a part of their normal repertoire. So, so impactful. And, and I think you were even sharing that some of your partners have gotten to the point where something doesn't go well. They go, clearly there was a breakdown in the system. They didn't go, oh, your person failed. There was a breakdown in the system. And I think that depersonalization is, is really beneficial at removing the emotion from it because it, it is, it's far more black and white. When it's yeah, just, you're, you're open to feedback now. Now right. when somebody says, you know, this part didn't really go that great. Instead of feeling like, oh, like totally crushed because you're taking it personally, you can go, you know what? That's actually, that's actually really amazing feedback. I'm going to go back to that part of the blueprint and I'm going to take what you just told me 
and I'm going to improve. And I'm going to make sure that what you just said gets implemented for every single person from now on. Uh, sometimes it's, I'm going to make sure that what happened to you never happens to anyone else ever again. Like, ah, we make mistakes. Ah. But guess what? When you make those mistakes, now you can go back to a point in the process to make sure that that mistake never happens again. People are more willing to give you feedback. My agents are more willing to give me feedback. They're more willing to say, hey, could you tweak this a little bit? I hand them the can of WD-40 and a wrench and welcome them to go around and spray and tighten up bolts. and psh, psh. Like it's a coordinated effort now to try to improve the whole thing rather than an immediate defensive, you're hurting me and you're hurting my feelings um, because the system runs the business. The people run the system. But the system runs the business, not the people. As soon as you take the people element out of the business, all of a sudden now it's less personal. It's more inviting of feedback. So good. I just absolutely love that. So again, the analogy with McDonald's. McDonald's, the product is the quarter pounder. What, what's your product? What product are you trying to deliver? You know, I'll answer that with a, a quote that we all know, uh, that people won't remember what we say or what we do they'll remember how we made them feel. Um, and if you're not in control of this, the mortgage process doesn't feel that great. It can feel nerve wracking and stressful and out of control. Um, and I want to make sure that it feels a certain way. I want it to feel stress-free. I want it to feel easy. I want it to feel helpful. Um, you have an analogy for this that I think works well. When, when you're not feeling well and you're sick and you just want to feel better, when you go see the doctor, he doesn't need to remind you, okay, we know that you want to feel better. No, but like you, you know, you, the, the whole worries and I'm here, buddy, is to feel better. I wouldn't be here sitting in front of you if I didn't want to feel better. What the doctor does is looks at you and says, you know what? I've seen this a thousand times before. I know exactly what to do to make you feel better. And I'm gonna give you a treatment plan that's gonna help you on the path to feeling better. And immediately you're like, oh, thank God. All that stress, I thought I was gonna die. You look on the internet, it's cancer immediately, right? Like I'm dying and the doctor has this way because he's done it a thousand times. He can tell you that he's done it a thousand. He has a system for doing it a thousand times. And when he says that to you, it's apparent in the way that he says it, that immediately you feel a sense of calm and a sense of relief. Uh, we're not doctors, God, don't think I'm saying that we're, we're not, but the sense of relief that you feel because there is a treatment plan is identical to the feeling that people come to us powerless and out of control. All they want is a house. It can feel really stressful. Um, and, and if you don't have a plan to get them into the home and assure them that you've done this a thousand times, it might, they, they might feel stressful the whole process. They may always feel stressed. And what they will remember you by, your product, is ultimately what they feel. Not what they feel about the loan, not what they feel about the house, not what they feel about the paperwork. It's what they feel about you and your business. People buy feelings. Um, and they will tell other people about feelings. And so if, if it feels good and stress-free and easy to work with you, they're going to convey that to their friends and their family and their coworkers when they talk about your business. Um, it's easy, like after a certain level, you get into a point where you've created a system and a workflow. It's easy to think of the, the loan as a, a check marking of boxes. Um, the loan process is not a check marking of boxes. It's a, you're, you're controlling the client experience. Uh, it's a collection of experiences that the person we're doing a loan for is feeling. And you're, you're in control of that. If you're not calling them lighthearted, happy, celebratory, we got this, we're here to help every single step, they will revert back that I went to the doctor because I don't feel good and I'm nervous and I'm scared and there's anticipation and when is it going to be over? Can you just get me to the finish line? I just want to feel better. You got If you can carry that whole feeling through the whole way, your product is how it feels. Not the house, not the loan, not the mortgage.
So well said. And when and when you are you are very clear on what you want that feeling to be, how you want that to be conveyed, then you have an opportunity to share that with your team and make sure you're all conveying that same message. It's not a it's not the checkbox. It's the emotion and it changes the focus for everyone. Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, like you hand somebody this, these are your roles and responsibilities. Um, they may be able to, to execute those tasks very well. But if you don't explain to them the next level up, which is, you know, we really, when you're talking to the client or the realtor or the title company, we really want this part to feel like this. If it's clear to close, there's a feeling that goes along with clear to close. If you're not conveying that feeling to them when you're on the phone, if you're like, yeah, great, we're clear to close. And, you know, well, I guess we'll have a closing date in a couple of days. Uh, no, I don't know how much money. Like, come on, you've got to express some feelings and pump some feelings into that step. Um, that becomes... Uh, how you are identified in your community as a business person by your partners, they start to identify you by the way it feels to work with you. Uh, and the question is, how do you want that to feel? What do you want it to feel like? What do you want people to say about you and your business? It's going to be how they feel, right? That's great. And, and with your permission, I would just love to wrap up with your analogy. Of, so everybody wants to know what's in it for me. If I adopt a system, you had an acronym for system that I thought really shed light on, on what's in it for you if you adopt a system. Listen, I got to thank Mike Swale for this. He sent it to me. It's a great acronym. Uh, it's a system saving yourself time, energy, money. I'll type it in the chat so you've got it. Saving your self, time, energy, money. And we'll, we're going to be sending it out a, a, a follow-up document that has some of these salient points in it. And we, and we start out with that because I thought that was really valuable. So with your permission, can I segue into some of your raving fans? Do you have Let's anything you want to say wrapping up? We did have uh, one I mean, Wrapping up, I would say, let me say two things wrapping up. Okay. You know, realistically, um, we, we all have a tendency to want to go out and do something fancy to do something complicated, um, especially now when, when it's a little slower, we're kind of looking for the next shiny thing. Um, I completely disagree with that concept. You don't have to go out looking. You have to absolutely fine tune the way you do business. Get the way you do loans down to an absolute science that is a Picasso, a work of art every time you do a loan. It is something of absolute beauty because you've built something out that dictates how it's going to feel. These fundamentals, you don't mess with the fundamentals. They're the fundamentals because they exist and they are foundational to the way you do business. Once you master the fundamentals, um, it's a Darren Hardy thing. It's the little hinge on the big door, right? That big door swings wide open because you've mastered the fundamentals uh, it doesn't take door knocking. It doesn't take going to open houses. It doesn't take going to brokers opens or going to brokers offices. It takes just being known for doing loans really, really well. The blueprint, the system is the foundation of that. Well said. Thank you, sir. I really, really appreciate it. So I'm going to go ahead and, and um, go ahead and pivot and shift into Mike's. Mike, I'm going to have you, you, you and I talked about kind of a, a different way of looking at systems. Um, that was a kind of a fun thing. Do you want to share about that? I can, yeah. Um, you know, playing off of the McDonald's uh, analogy and, you know, having recipes. For, first of all, the biggest difference between William's system and McDonald's is that if William spits in your loan, you can't taste it like you can at McDonald's. And I think that's a, that, that's a really helpful thing to remember um, as you're going through this. But no, we, we were kind of talking about having a system and you know, following William's system is like following a recipe, right? He he helps you and he gives you instructions and he tells you how he makes the uh, the hamburger. But for me, it was really important to be able to customize and make the system work for me. And so William gives you all of the ingredients to build your own system. And he shows you how he builds his system, but there's also a lot of freedom and flexibility to, to add your style, your element, your flavor. No matter what recipe I look at, 
you can tell I'm going to add hot sauce and pepper to that recipe pretty much no matter what it calls for, right? And so I was able to, in real time, take William's recipes and add my pepper to it and add my hot sauce to it and, and a little feta cheese because I'm obsessed with feta cheese. So it's just, um, it's a really good experience just to build not just his system, but build off of his system. Because, you know, William, I went through Total Business Blueprint with you two years ago. How many times have you changed and updated your system in the last two years, right? Dozens, so yeah. It's an ever-evolving thing as your team grows, as your experience grows, as, as the market shifts, you can add and subtract uh, pieces kind of as you, as you want to. The other point I really wanted to make is, you know, when I like how he has it separated into the fundamentals versus the client experience. Because what I tell my team is that doing loans well isn't enough, right? Everybody, there's a lot of people that can do loans well. We do loans in such a way that it brings us more loans. And so the fundamentals is getting the steps to do a loan well down. But the real splash, the real spice in this recipe is that we're doing it in such a way, not just to get it done well, but to bring us future clients by the way that we're doing the loan, right? So when he talks about that experience, that experience is really the secret ingredient to lead to more loans, not just get a good five-star review, right? There's a big difference between a five-star review and a raving fan. The system that William teaches really inspires raving fans. Thank you so much, Mike. And I think that one of the things that is maybe something to bear in mind is there's a diff couple different ways to look at systems, right? So William talked about the system relative to two different things, the client experience, but also the building of a team. And I think, Mike, that was one of the things that you, oh, don't take that drink. One of the things that, <laughs> one of the things that you found beneficial um, was that your perspective was more as a manager and, and trying to build out a team. Can you just expound on that if you, just, just briefly? Yeah. Yeah. Just my history in 20 seconds. So, you know, I had 10 years worth of inside sales experience and management experience. I had zero experience going into 2019 as an outside loan officer. So it's a weird situation where I had a lot of mortgage experience, but no outside sales experience. And I knew going into building my own production that I wanted to get out of building my own production as quickly as possible. So my experience was a little bit unique. And so I was able to go into it with a plan in place to build up my business and be able to hand it off as quickly as possible because that was my passion, right? It's not everybody's path, but it was definitely my path. And having things so structured and being able to build the system in real time as I was being coached with my team it just allowed me to pretty much get up from zero to 24 million in one year in 2019 and be able to hand it off by, you know, the end of 2020 um, and, you know, do 35 million in production, but everybody's production was up in 2020. All right, hold on, hold on. I got to ask a question. Mike. Yeah. In that year, you went from that number up to an, an astronomical number for the year. How many open houses did you go to? That year, I did not go to very many open houses. No, I, I do think though, when you, when you, once you build the system, so I, you know, if you've heard me talk before, I believe in having a system of systems, not just a system, have a system for this, have a system for that. So when you, when you get to a certain point, you start overlapping your systems, right? So if you've got a robust business development system and you've got a robust do the loan in such a way that it brings you more loan systems and you use that as the foundation, then whatever open houses that you do just feeds the machine and the machine keeps turning. So if you want to do those extra things, you can, but you don't have to, right? It's just a, a, a question of how fast you want to grow. Perfect. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Now I'm going to talk to Sergio. So I, I tried to have themes for everybody because everybody had a little bit different perspective on things. And, and for Sergio, what I looked at was what, what it seemed that you did was you went from good. I mean, it was working, right? You guys were getting things done. You were, and you went from just from good to great. Is, is that kind of an accurate assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to give you a little background on my, you know, history in the mortgage business. I started in 1998. So I've been in the business 24 years now. Um, I only came to Fairway five years ago and all those years prior, I would never have been exposed to any of this. So it's like, once we came to Fairway, um, I, I, I started thinking different, you know, obviously with Ignite um, became part of Ignite and um, just kind of thinking bigger, right? And how do we start to grow the business? I know what I'm doing. I'm very passionate about the business. Um, I love serving clients, but 
how do we make it better? So that's kind of, that started me on the path of like, you know, what, where we ended up now and where we're going is, um, you know, how, how do we start to scale this? And, you know, I was, I thought I was confident and organized and, and knew what I was doing all these years, but I never had much help, you know, and I would be the one man show, uh, doing conditions, doing marketing stuff, doing, you know, like everything from beginning to end. So, um, when I was exposed to the blueprint class, I was kind of hesitating. I'm like, I kind of know it all. I listen to podcasts. I watch YouTube videos. You know, I, 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 I'm doing stuff with my coach already, but, um, man, I'll tell you that William's passion is infectious, you know, about this, the system. So, uh, I, I started embracing it. You know, I went through and, and every time we met, started making adjustments, started making notes. Um, and, uh, you know, here we are. It's completely, it, my, my whole process looks completely different. I, I have three LOAs and even a couple of years ago when we were trying to figure things out on our own, um, I mean, first we were going super fast, you know, business was just flowing in. Everybody's like stepping over one another as far as like the, the process and clients were getting a clear communication. You know, one person was saying this, the other person was saying that. So it was just kind of a mess. Um, and by the time I finished this class, I'm like, everything's super organized. I have a beautiful blueprint. Everybody knows their roles. Um, so, so yeah, that's, it's, it's, it looks completely different now. Um, William said it best. I mean, you, you can start to like, once you lay it all out and you have a plan and you see everything, um, literally spelled out, if you have inefficiencies in there, you can start to work on those one by one. And I've done that. And it's, it's amazing. Cause it's like, one little tweak on some verbiage on a template here or this thing that we need to say there or this video at this step we just slowly make changes and and at the end it's like a, a well-oiled machine so um yeah i mean i think for anybody looking to sign up for this class or anybody i mean i'm not paid to say this but i think it's an amazing time to do it um especially now when it is a little slower it's like you want to get geared up. Like Jake says, when the rates come down, guess what? We're all going to be super busy. You're not going to have time to rework your whole business plan and your, your system. You got to do it now. So um, that's what I appreciated most about all this and, and coming out on the other side, like just completely different um, and, and super ready to scale it even more when that time comes. Let me ask a question real quick, Kathy, because this yeah. is important. I think, um, there's, there's, there, I'm a, I'm, I have a naysayer back here and I tend to address my naysayer because I'm sure everybody else has it too. Um, so Sergio, where, where are you and how big is your market? I'm in the Bay area, California, um, market. I mean, big as far as I like what millions of people, how many millions of people? I mean, San Francisco Bay area and beyond there's tons of business here. Yeah. So I, I'm in a town of 12,000 people. I say this because some people look at me and they're like, what can that guy do? Right, right. First, what can that guy tell me? Second, if he's going to share his blueprint, well, mine's going to be different because I'm in the Bay Area of San Francisco. He's in a small, absolutely. Like this isn't about claiming that the way, the things that I'm sharing are the best way. It's simply to give you a, a starting point, a step to get you on the way to creating what is appropriate in your market, Sergio is a great example of literally opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of demographics, population, location, variety of people, credit scores. I mean, we could go all the way down the list. But, but I do business all over the country and it works everywhere. I mean, correct. That, that's the important part. The system doesn't change based on, on where you are, what your population is, what your market is. It is the same. Yeah. I mean, literally, you mentioned it earlier, William, about, um, you know, it's just having that same process from beginning to end. I did not have that. So literally when a, a lead calls in now, they don't even call my number anymore. And I used to not, they used to call my cell phone, right? Goes to my assistant, they do the intake, they send out the application link, they, you know, all the way through to the end. I only jump in at certain key points and I do a mortgage coach, you know, TCA and all those things and a video but it's just those key moments. And the rest of the time I'm out there business, you know, doing business development, um, seminars, doing lunch and learns and things like that. And that's exactly what I needed all these years. Um, I mean, I have a list of all these little things that I've improved, just like the, all the texting templates that I had, realtor tracking, um, the triple whammy to listing agents, like all these things that 
I just never even had before. So that works in any market. I, I don't care where you are. Um, I think it's amazing. Great, great, really and, well said. Do you have any more questions, Bill? Uh, you know, I just piggyback up what Sergio says that it's it's not practical for you to be the head chef and the head waiter and the dishwasher and the bus boy and the accountant and the bookkeeper and the, you you can't do all of the tasks that you're doing when you're a one man show and scale your business right there has to be a point where there are tasks that you eventually have outgrown um, and, and you may be in that point right now where the business just simply demands that you fly by the seat of your pants, um, reacting to every single client request, every email request, thinking on your toes, being creative on your, on the fly. And that may be a point, like for me, that was like, boom, I'm good at this stuff. Right. But eventually even that reacting on the fly stuff, certain things are going to come up as being redundant. And those redundancies are where you begin the foundational pieces of creating a system. And the creation of that system is what makes it easier to hire your first head waiter or your first host or your first head chef, because you've created a system that I did this. I wrote down exactly how I would do this in the best version of myself. Now, when I hire someone, I have a very clear job description with roles and responsibilities because I wrote it down based on what I would do. Um, that realization was big for Sergio, not being the pitcher and the left field and right field and second base and shortstop and the catcher. I mean, he's throwing the ball and he's running up to home plate, trying to catch it. And then he's trying to throw it to second to get the, like, no, at a certain point, you got to let other people play in their positions. Uh, and for Sergio, that was a big Big wake yeah. up, right? Can I, a couple more things I want to, because anybody who's looking to get into this and, you know, doing the class and everything, uh, you have to embrace what you learn. That's the thing. If there's no magic button. You have to take it all in. I wrote pages and pages of notes at every session. And I'm like, you know, you have to implement it. You have to take time to implement it. Schedule it into your calendar, you know, because I was, I mean, last few months we've been kind of going crazy now we shifted from doing a bunch of loans to a bunch of like realtor meetings and all that so there's not always a lot of time to just stop and redo these things so i would schedule time on my calendar and you have to just roll with it and be serious about it you know because it's you could take the class and not you know do a very light version and not not really do much but it would be a waste of time for everybody so it's just william's so passionate about this and uh and he's he cares. I mean, I'm telling you, he's, he's, he doesn't just sit there and listen. He, he interacts and, and, and gives it good advice. So uh, it's cool. And um, last thing, shout out to Mike for the matching S back here. I like that. So. <laughs> but so, uh, or you could do instead of what he did, Guy Benjamin took the class and just took everything I did and copied it and implemented it on it and made it his. He literally took my emails, my Word docs, everything, and just put his name at the bottom of them and used those to go, and it improved his business. So I, you don't have to take pages of notes. Sergio is clearly an overachiever. <laughs> you don't have to take pages well, I, of I, notes. I was at a breaking point, to be honest. Like I was like, I've tried so many things. I, I got to do this, and I got to take it seriously. So I, it, it, it was exactly what I needed. So that's just perfect. Me. And you know, that's a perfect segue into Jeff, um, because Je Jeff and I talked a lot about um, a concept that, and do you want to talk about that concept about the acceptance you have to have or the mindset you have to go into the class with, Jeff? Yes. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, so to give a little bit of background about me, I got into mortgage business in 2002 and I was uh, with a group of people. We were a refinance model. We started out as refinances and from 2002 to 2015, all I did was refinances. Uh, I had then switched companies. Oh, oh, actually, I should mention when I first got introduced into the business, we had a system, and that's what that's why I was raised with a system. And then throughout that time, companies shifted and people went in different directions. But in 2015, I joined a group of people who were purchase oriented, so I had to unlearn everything that I was doing as a refinance minded loan officer and make that shift into being a purchase-minded uh, loan officer, which was amazing for me, but I had nothing to start with. So I had to start, I ended up starting out um, getting involved with my local board of realtors as an affiliate member. 
and had to just start meeting people. So I was doing all the origination, you know, trying to drum up business outside of the office and then, you know, being in front of my computer all the time and I was working, you know, 70 hours a week. So trying to do everything myself, um, which is very difficult. But uh, one of the things that you learn from that difficulty is the challenges and- So good. You... What's that? Go ahead. I think... Oh, <laughs> sorry. Go um, ahead. <laughs> but uh, as a, it, was, it was very difficult. And over time, and I got into coaching and that's when I started developing my own system. And so a couple of years of that, and then I came over to Fairway and then uh, met with the DAWs class. I've actually taken uh, Total Business Blueprint three times actually now. Wow, and super <laughs> <strong>. <laughs> <laughs> the first, uh, I just love coaching. <laughs> and it was like, once I understood what will and strength and compare, I was like, all right, I can do this. So I started writing it out. But at the same time, I was still the one man show. So even though I had it, it was just one step closer to being able to really systemize it for myself. And then uh, finally, about a year ago, I was able to bring on a production partner. And that's when we really started to put things together because I was able to share in the experience of a system with someone else to help them build it together with me, which really helped identify the roles of the things that I really enjoy doing, like origination activity. Like uh, things like disclosures and all the, those types of things, I don't enjoy doing because I'd rather be on the phone or actually <laughs> because of Dawes' class. Now, not only am I just on the phone, but I'm on the phone differently in terms of texting. Part of my old ways in which I was doing things was making phone calls, making phone calls. Now I'm making text messages differently. You know, I'm doing, allowing myself to do things differently. And that that's one of the tricky things that you know, you want to you want to do all the stuff, but now I'm doing all the correct things differently that are make me more efficient. And like I love the acronym earlier, the system acronym that this guy was talking about. So that's exactly right. It saves me time, it saves money, and I'm enjoying myself doing the activities I enjoy doing, and we're helping more people and having more fun doing it. So well said, Jeff. And I think the thing that I really want everybody to think about, whatever you enter be willing to unlearn. Don't come in with preconceived notions. Go in as a blank slate. Be willing to unlearn what has been a habit in the past in order to adopt and learn something new. And when that happens, that's where the magic is. And 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 I will let you wrap it up. Thank you. Ever, thanks, Jeff. Everybody really, I want to just say too, everybody um, who's in Will's world and agreed to come on did a lot of prep work getting ready for this. And that just says volumes about how how grateful they are to William for what he's given to them that they were willing to give back at this level. So I just want to encourage everyone to really consider entering this class and, and getting a sense of what they've already gotten a sense of and see the difference it can make in, in your world. Um, any, any wrapping up comments there, William? I want to go to Jake, but first I want to, I want to talk about lifestyle. Um, I, I think we, we all, especially now, may be experiencing a shift in mindset towards more getting the deal um, and reaching a goal. And, and I would challenge you to instead be driven by the lifestyle that you want to have when you get there. Um, you know, you, you can't consider yourself a success if you hate your lifestyle. Uh, if it's only about successful results, but you hate your life, that's a failure. So as you're building out or as you're considering this idea of systemizing your business and building a system, think of the lifestyle that you want to have. I have three kids, a fifth grader, a third grader, and a kindergartner. I was purely motivated by the desire to have a lifestyle that rotates around them. Family dinner, family breakfast, being able to go to their sporting events. Um, all of that was so important to me that my systems were created so that I could support that lifestyle. So I know, especially now, we have a tendency to get really tunnel visioned in on, on numbers and units and deals and goals. And, and I would say that if your emphasis is on the lifestyle, um, you will build the system around you that will enable you to live that lifestyle. Another big motivator for me when I was building up my system was to do that. Um, 
I don't know, Jake, is Jake still here? And he have to hop off. He said he had to hop off. He's on the oh. interview call, sorry. Okay, so I'll, I'll wrap up um, with with something that, that uh, it may help you or may not help you. It, it's, it's called farming versus hunting. Um, I'm, I'm by my nature, uh, I, I prefer farming. And I'm gonna talk about farming first. Um, and farming is where you've got your seasons, spring, summer, fall, winter, four seasons, right? And when you're in a transaction, you have the opportunity to, to plant seeds. And, and planting of seeds, this happens in, in spring. Every spring you plant seeds. Um, and in the summer, well, your, your seeds are, are, are turning into something. It's maturing into a relationship. If you've progressed beyond the transaction, now that seed's turning into a flower. And in the summer, your job is to protect the seeds that you've planted. If you've ever had a garden and you plant seeds and you're not out there weeding in the summer, how far will those weeds come up? They'll, like all the way is the answer. Those weeds will eat the whole garden up. And so in the summer, you've got to really make sure that you're protecting the seeds, protecting the relationship. Uh, in the fall, that's harvest time, harvest season. That's when you're in a harvest season with a relationship of a realtor. You planted the seed, you fostered and protected the relationship. Now it's harvest season time. Uh, and that's when the leads are coming in and you're doing lots of business and everything is good. Um, for the last 6,000 or so years, coming after fall is winter. You've got to be ready for it. You've got to anticipate it. You, you can't let winter catch you off guard, right? A guy says, I want six summers, two falls, one spring, no winters. No, like you can't mess with this stuff, right? You've got to anticipate and so for, as a farmer, I believe that every transaction that I'm involved with, I'm able to plant a seed and turn that into a relationship. Um, and I focus that emphasis on my business on being a good farmer. Hunters go out and they get a, they get a kill, right? Hunters go out, they sit in a tree stand, they get a kill, they bring it back. They use it, they eat it, it's good. And then they got to go back out and get another one. They got to go sit out in the tree stand again and get another one. Personally find that exhausting. Like I'd rather weed my garden than sit in a tree stand any day of the week. Now I know, don't, listen, I live in hunting territory. Don't hate on me. Lots of hunters where I live. I think at some point you, you, you migrate towards what you're passionate about, whether it's hunting or it's farming. Uh, or if it's a combination of both, right? I do think, don't get me wrong, I do think there are elements of hunting in the farming life. So I do think that you have a responsibility to go out of the office and meet with people for lunch. But my primary focus has been on planting seeds, taking care of those seeds, growing those seeds into relationships with agents that uh, extend beyond the transaction. And I really think that, that um, for me, farming resonated. If you're a hunter right now and you hate it, it's okay. Like you can pivot and say, oh, maybe there's another way for me to be a success in this business. And that's by being a farmer. I used to have a post-it note on my monitor every day that said, how are you doing with the opportunities currently in your pipeline? And that was my motivation to make sure that I was watering the seeds, that I was weeding the garden, that I was taking care of what was currently. I mean, if there's 10 transactions, if there's five transactions in your pipeline, you probably have at least one or two brand new listing agents that you've never done business with. How are you doing planting seeds and taking care of those seeds in that relationship? Um, this has been for me, the biggest way that I grew, the biggest way that I doubled my business. Um, and again, proof is in the pudding. You're in the middle of a transaction. You're showing them how you do business. This is how we do things here. Now, when you go after them and try to prospect them for business, they've already experienced how you do things here. Um, and they can, they can vouch for you and the way that you do business. Um, Great stuff. Thank it becomes you. an identity. Your system becomes your identity, I guess. Is Cashman, what. do you mind if I just contribute one thing? Go. I love you, Weezy. I'd love to hear from you. Well, as being a farmer's wife for 40 years, 
uh, for almost 40 years. Come February, I've been a farmer's wife and you are preaching it, buddy, because my husband is a farmer, did not wait until, in fact, I asked him just this week, do you have enough hay for the winter? He said, we'll see because I'm still, he's still cutting because it, you know, the old saying, you make hay while the sun is shining. Your analogy of a farmer, we it's okay to be a hunter, but folks, we got to plant seeds or we're not going, you cannot reap what you do not sow <laughs> and you've got to plant the seeds. You've done a great job. I just want to say that and just say amen to the farmer. Thanks, Louise. Great, great, great comments. All right, Pistol, you are up. Well, I, if, if this is a podcast, I didn't answer in the chat box, but this is one of my favorite ones. And I think uh, just briefly what I learned from William, if you get the system set up uh, and it runs kind of itself, then he doesn't have to be functioning 100% himself. He could be hungover or doing something else. What I liked about Mike is that he customized the system that he learned and with the desire to bring in more business. Sergio figured out that this system works uh, if you're in the Bay Area or in a small area like William is, and you must implement it. And Jeff was great because he finally started sharing with the business and the ideas to help build everybody's business. And what I found, which was, excuse me, very exciting was if you get into the system and it works, it eliminates a lot of the things that you previously might have been doing, like open houses and lunch and learns. So this has been great to learn. And I got, I think with what everybody's been saying, uh, this Vince Lombardi's quote fits today very well. Excellent must be pursued. It must be wooed with all of one's might and every bit of effort that we have. Each day there's a new encounter each week, a new challenge. Thanks very much. Thanks, everybody. Great to see everybody. Um, Austin, did you want to bring us home? I will. I will. <clears throat> we had over 300 people, well, almost 300 people on this call. How fun is that? So reminder, this call is now open to everybody through the end of the year. Uh, want to remind all you igniters that we're doing a cocktail hour at uh, Keep Playing uh, and that Sean Parnell is now a new fairway coach. How cool is all of that stuff? So this is every Thursday at 11. We got some amazing stuff for you next week. Uh, thank you, DJ. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Sergio, Pistol, uh, Mike, everybody. So uh, everyone enjoy the rest of your Thursday.